Amy 50, KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. And it's time for our moment on the lighter side. And as we had for several weeks now, we welcome back Dr. Luke for our continuing series on Luke's exclusives. Now, Dr. Luke, last week you said you wanted us to return to the story we did some time ago, the story of Mary and Martha. Now, did we miss something? Oh, not at all, partner. I I just wanted to continue my demonstration of the interconnectedness of these tales. Uh, You know, the Holy Spirit not only inspired the individual stories, but he also inspired how they all fit together. Uh, For instance, you know, we started there with a story of the Good Samaritan. A story that illustrates both what Jesus does for us and what we do for others. Oh, you've been paying attention. Well, you know, as a Christian, we're always ready to help any friend, family, or stranger who is in need. And now the very next story was about the troubles and anxieties of one who tried to be a good Samaritan, a woman named Martha. And Jesus gave his advice for such anxieties instead of worrying about many things, which is an occupational hazard of the good Samaritan. We should stay focused on the one thing needful, the teaching of Jesus Christ. Uh, Because that teaching is filled with comforting things for that troubled good Samaritan. Like the promise that God will never tempt us beyond what we can bear. And and the promise that in the end everything will work together for good. And the promise Jesus made to anxious people that you recorded in your gospel. Hold on there. Hold your horses there, partner. (laughs) I know what you're talking about and we'll get to it in a second. But first, I want I want you to read what story comes immediately after the story of troubled Martha, uh, Luke chapter eleven. Okay, Luke eleven. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, "Lord, teach us to pray." And John taught his disciples, and he said to them, "When you pray, say, Father." And that that'll do. That'll do for now. Um, Don't you see what the Spirit has done for us in these three stories? He's laid out for us the basics of the Christian life. Uh, As Christians, like the Good Samaritan, we seek to help the needy. Uh, Since that can be a frustrating task, we regularly listen to the comfort of Jesus' teaching. And as a result of listening to that teaching, our natural response is to pray to God for help. Now, now, in fact, if you would, read that comforting teaching of Jesus in my gospel you were about to mention there a moment ago. Okay. Jesus said, Fear not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I think I see the connection, Dr. Luke. Jesus comforts us with the reminder that everything is in our Father's loving hands. So it makes perfect sense that we pray our Father. Oh, There you have it. You're a pretty bright guy, you know that? So there's the pattern of Christian life. Service to the neighbor, listening to the Lord, and praying to the Father. All laid out in order by the Holy Spirit. All interconnected. Dr. Luke, as long as you brought up the subject of the Lord's Prayer, there's a question I've always wanted to ask you. Why is your version different than Matthew's? Oh, I I suppose... uh, Partially because of that interconnectedness I was talking about. Uh, You see, you might say my version of the Lord's Prayer is the prayer a a good Samaritan might pray. What do you mean, Dr. Luke? 
Well, let me illustrate. As we already mentioned, uh, the comforting word we find at the feet of Jesus is that God is our Father. It just occurred to me that what the Bible says, we love because we are sons of our Father in heaven. Oh, man, you know your Bible really well. That's a nice quote from the Gospel of Matthew there. Uh, And as sons, then it is very natural for us in our troubles and anxieties to pray to our Father. But, but, But now read the next petition there. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Now, now these are certainly the prayers, like I said, of a, of a good Samaritan. Uh, you know, one of the dangers of helping people is that you get a lot of people telling you how nice you are. And there's a problem with that? Well, there is if you forget we're doing these things because we're just, as we said, sons doing their father's business. Oh, I see your point. The danger is we'll become proud of ourselves when really in everything we do, we want our father's name to be hallowed. As Jesus says, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven. I can see why a good Samaritan would pray, hallowed be the Father's name, but why thy kingdom come? Well, come on now, Mr. Duncan, that ought to be obvious. As a good Samaritan, don't you just get tired of every day finding another fella beaten and robbed at the side of the road? After a while, don't you just wish God would put an end to all those robbers out there? Put a stop to the violence and oppression and evil that that we Good Samaritans encounter every day. And hence the Good Samaritan prays, Thy kingdom come, for he knows that pain and sorrow will only come to an end when Jesus brings his heavenly kingdom to completion. As the Bible promises in Revelation, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. But, you know, we good Samaritans, we're also pragmatists. (laughs) Uh, We know the kingdom's coming, but probably not today. Uh, So we go on to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Now, being a good Samaritan requires resources. I mean, how else are you going to bind up wounds and pour out oil and wine and well, I have two denarii to give to the innkeeper. Well, exactly. you got to have the denarii, too. So we pray now, Father, don't give us so many things that we become all anxious like Martha or overconfident like that rich farmer. But, but do give us enough to take care of our needs and those we're going to encounter this day. You know, but the next petition is probably the most important for all of us good Samaritans. Really? Why would Good Samaritans have to pray for forgiveness? I mean, after all, they're spending their days helping people. Well, you obviously haven't been working at this Good Samaritan business very long, have you? Oh, well, to be honest, I suppose I don't always look for the needy people I, I, I can help there who are around me. Well, you don't try it someday. Get up in the afternoon and pledge you're going to help every needy person that crosses your path. <laughs> Trust me, by the end of the day, you'll have plenty of reasons to ask for forgiveness. Don't forget in that passage you quoted about loving the sons of the Heavenly Father, Jesus goes on to say, but be ye therefore perfect like your Heavenly Father. Okay, okay. I see where you're going. The truth is I should pray for forgiveness every day for my failures to even think about being a Good Samaritan, little less actually being a Good Samaritan. And even if you did devote yourself to being a Good Samaritan every moment, uh, every day, uh, when everything is said and done, 
there would still be plenty of reasons to ask for forgiveness. There will always be someone you turned your back on or walked away from. Uh, there would always be the anxiousness and doubts that you would also need forgiveness for. And I can understand why even good Samaritans need forgiveness, but why would we pray that God help us to forgive others? Right. That's a, you think, you know, if you're a good Samaritan, everybody would like you, and you'd get along with everyone. <laughs> Uh, but as a good Samaritan, uh, you soon, soon find out there are persons who will take advantage of your kindness. And, and there are others who will even resent your effort to help them. Now, you can be angry with them if you want, and, and you probably will. But in the end, you realize what you need to do for them is, is what your father would do. You just need to forgive. Which is something I would definitely need my father's help with. So that's why, as good Samaritans, we pray and forgive us our sins. And, oh, my God, help us forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And I think I understand all of that. But why would we go on to pray and lead us not into temptation? I would think spending my life helping others would pretty much eliminate any temptation I might face. <laughs> you might think that. But, you know, the Apostle Paul warns that as we seek to bear one another's burdens, we, quote, need to keep watch on ourselves, lest we too be tempted, end quote. The life of a good Samaritan is, is actually fraught with all kinds of temptations. There is, as I said, the despair and doubt that we talked about before. Uh, also, good Samaritans not only help the brother's physical need, but also help our brother who has fallen into sin. Uh, the danger there is we might be tempted to fall into the same kind of transgression. And most of all, there, there is the danger that we would become proud of our work and forget that we're just poor, miserable sinners helping other poor, miserable men. And so even good Samaritans need to pray. Lead us not into temptation. One thing that does puzzle me, Dr. Luke, is why you left out the last petition. Deliver us from evil. That would seem like a good prayer for a good Samaritan. Well, uh, you, you know, there's a, a practical answer to that question, Mr. Duncan. Uh, you must remember, I wasn't there when Jesus originally gave the Lord's Prayer. Uh, now, good old Matthew, you know, he has the advantage of hearing it with his own ears. And for whatever reason, you know, my sources did not include the petition, Deliver Us from Evil. Uh, but I can see why maybe a good Samaritan might leave that out. Why is that, Dr. Luke? Well, because, you know, a good Samaritan knows that every day he will face evil. That's There's just no way we're, we're going to make the journey from here to heaven without evil crossing our path. In fact, the, 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 the job of a good Samaritan is to face evil, not avoid it. It still seems like a good petition to pray, though. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so it is. Uh, the Lord taught us so to pray. Uh, but I might point out he also taught us that it is the last petition we pray. Uh, you know, we only pray deliver us from evil after we've prayed for the kingdom to come, for, for daily bread to be given, for, for sins to be forgiven. And unfortunately, in our sinful world, it may be necessary for us to face evil in order that these things be accomplished. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dr. Luke. Do you ever get jealous that Matthew records the Lord's Prayer and it's so much more comprehensive than yours? Oh, not at all. Uh, there's no competition between us gospel writers. <laughs> I mean, after all, whatever we shared is, is just what was given to us. I'm glad to offer what the Spirit provided to me and, and rejoice in what the Spirit has provided for others. 
As Christians, we needn't be jealous, but rejoice as we give whatever God has given to us. Well, thank you so much for what you shared with us this afternoon, Dr. Luke. Well, you know, it has been my pleasure all these last weeks, too, uh, there, Mr. Duncan. And, and until we talk again, uh, God grant us to hear his comforting word, to be good Samaritans wherever we can, and, and pray for our Father's help every day. Well, again, thanks so much for being on the program, and we appreciate you very much. We are the messenger of good news worldwide, KFUO.org.